0: Hey, I'm Kevin Pettit.
1: And I'm Martin Frazier.
0: And we are Loud Americans discussing soccer, better known as Lads.
1: Lads. Hmm. Wow.
0: Oh, that is delightful. I'm drinking a canned mixed drink, a high noon vodka and soda pineapple made with real juice. Hmm. Oof. Oof. Hundred. 100 calories no added sugar my ass (laughs) oh man well we'll see we'll see how this goes but hey welcome in to lads podcast today is october 30th mischief night hope you all are picking some great costumes for halloween um i never know how to start a show hey martin how are you doing
1: i'm doing great kev how are you man
0: I'm good. Yeah. I um just chilling here in South Boston. We're getting snow tomorrow or wow. technically would be would be today. Um so exciting times. Um don't think I'll be doing any Halloween festivities. I went to a small gathering last week as a piece of pizza and this week I'm probably going to tick tick it easy. I don't know what are you what, what's going on in North Carolina?
1: Oh man. North Carolina we've been open since fucking June so uh I guess there's Halloween parties going on. I'm supposed to go to one. I'm probably not going to go to one. Uh, This girl invited me to trick-or-treat with her kid, which I uh, cringed (laughs) and fucking flinched for a good, solid five minutes. And had to spend the next, like, 15 minutes trying to think of a a nice enough, yet valid enough excuse as to why I can suddenly go from I'm totally free and let's do anything to, oh shit, something came up and I cannot trick-or-treat with your kid after the first date no we cannot do that like i'm not crazy right we can't do that like there's a law about that
0: yeah i first off i know north carolina doesn't abide by the normal rules but especially during covid (laughs) but um yeah martin you got to think of something like my house is on fire i don't know like you got to get out of this somehow
1: I mean, luckily, my grandpa just died, so I, I just told her, "Oh yeah,
0: uh, got to go to a funeral." <laughs>
1: oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> if you don't know my family, it, it won't make sense to you, but uh, yeah. I mean, Martin called I mean, me not- earlier.
0: Apologies, to everyone. We were supposed to record earlier in the week. I know we oh, usually yeah. try to get one get one out, and then Martin said that uh, his grandma passed away, so um, we are obviously like, of course, we're going to postpone this a bit. So thank you, everybody, for sticking around with this. But luckily,
1: luckily, <laughs> <Lovely>. luckily. <laughs> I don't have to go trick or treating with a child, which I mean, I'm I'm kind of in two hands at this point because I'd love Good to for really the child. It.
0: <laughs> what? I mean, he doesn't have to be around you. I mean, what kind of? That's right. You know, I mean, right. this, this this is a this is a big win. But anyway, <laughs> I guess we should talk some. We should <laughs> yeah, talk, some, talk soccer. some soccer. Ooh, some I real guess topic. what um. Real quick, I guess soccer-related, but what would be a good soccer Halloween costume? I know when you came to my Halloween party last year in Boston, you had the long hair, so you I, you took my Gareth Bale jersey, and you were Gareth Bale and had the ponytail and just wore some white shorts with my long sleeve. Um, what would be honestly, some good... I, think
1: that was, I honestly think that was the best Halloween costume I've ever had in my life, by the way, Kevin. Like I, I, I think I went up there, and I did not plan to dress up for Halloween, and everybody was dressing up, and Kev was like, Yo... Go throw on some Gareth Bale shirts, tie up your hair, and it's going to work perfect. And it worked perfect, so all those people out there with long hair, go as Gareth Bale this year. Or don't go because we're in COVID. So take Instagrams as Gareth Bale and post that shit because I think that's the perfect Halloween costume. Or Kev, and this is, this is, kind, of a, this is kind of a weird one. But I would love, 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 love to see two friends go as Patrick Vieira and Roy Keane. And just absolutely clobber and talk shit to each other all fucking night. I would love that.
0: Ooh, that would be a great duo. Um, I'm trying to think what other iconic, like, uh, well, you got to do like Zidane and what's his name headbutting each other. Dr.
1: Ozzie, absolutely. Yes. And I was trying to, like, think how you would do that. And you just would have to stick next to each other at all points. Otherwise, you're just Zidane and uh, uh, Materazzi just hanging out. Um, um, I, another one, I'd say uh, the classic. Uh, you know, for fourteen to eighteen year olds who have the cool hairdos, be a Ronaldo. That's super easy to do. He always has the coolest hair out there. So just pull a Ronaldo. You know, go. Get well, I
0: don't. I don't think the uh, the frosted tips age that well. Oh, i man. I,
1: I tried them out when I was, you know, fifteen.
0: Oh, or like the David Beckham dreads—they did also not age well.
1: <laughs> I, I, no. I, well,
0: both not surprised, but yeah. Um, I think you know it would be a good one. Be like Maradona, but have like a giant arm, Ooh. like like in Ooh. rick and Morty, like so be like a uh, hand of God. That would be a good one. Um, I thought you were
1: gonna say, honest to God, I thought you were gonna say, be Maradona but just bring a plate do of coke with you. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think that'd be the best that's it uh,
0: yeah, we just there. put a bunch of white stuff under it but be like oh wow you put like salt or flour yeah it's salt or flour yeah yeah that's that's what that is do
1: coke all night <laughs> just I think, grinding
0: in your teeth all night just by... <laughs> 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 man you're really taking you're really taking this costume to heart yeah yeah for that's sure.
1: it I'm, I'm really taking it to heart oh my goodness this is such a hard to heart moment i'm talking about diego Maradona. oh my god <laughs> I'm just slipping uh, into Diego
0: Maradona, I guess. Yeah, I have, I I have <laughs> no idea how that feels. Again, I have no idea how that. <laughs> Full disclaimer. <laughs> Full disclaimer. Uh, don't don't do drugs or be Maradona. Just putting it out there. Um, yeah. Um, or Zlatan. I feel like that's iconic with his little mustache, yeah. goatee, with the boat. I think that's a pretty easy one. Okay, that's also enough.
1: Bex, I, we forgot about the easiest of all. Beck. He's a fashion icon. Beckham. He's a yes. Player. Becks. Any age mm. is, is still Beck's.
0: I have the Arsene Wenger coat, the long one. I could be that and like oh. trying to find my pockets all night. And I could be like, I'm changing the rules of Saka. Saka will change under me.
1: <laughs> I was trying to fucking think of an Arsene Wenger one. Because I, I found this out today. It was on Instagram. And I can't remember if I sent it to you, Kev. Um, but it was a Terry Henry uh, interview with Arsene Wenger. and Oh, Thierry I posted Henry- that on
0: the Lad story.
1: Oh, word. Fuck yeah. So if you guys haven't seen this, this is some awesome, crazy, just a weird statistic that you would never think was true. But it's, it's real. So here it is. I'm going to lay it on you. The most subbed person in Arsene Wenger's uh, managerial career was not Theo Walcott, was not uh, uh, Jack Wilshire, was not Mesut Ozil. It was fucking Dennis Bergkamp. A hundred and forty-four times. That blows my fucking mind. I would have never thought Dennis Bergkamp. Would
0: have well, that I mean, Arsene Wenger didn't know either. You gotta find the clip. I've been deep on uh, soccer TikTok. So I've been finding all these sick videos people have been posting. Um, And that was one that was posted. And then Arsene Wenger like cracked up and Thierry Henry, they both couldn't believe it. Um, And then Arsene Wenger's like, you know, well, I took him off because most times we were winning with him. So, you know. (laughs) So great. So great, dude. Oh, man. It was just cool to see those two sit down. Um, That must have been that interview must have been like right before he left. So it seemed like he was still in like good spirits at Arsenal. All right. Well, that's enough. That's our little banter. Fanta before we start the show, uh, this episode is going to consist of Premier League Match Week 6 recaps some Champions League recap, then we're going to do fire predictions uh, for this weekend, and then do some fan questions. So it's going to be a pretty rapid fire, you know, we're probably just going to cover the main topics. We try and keep this episode around an hour, a little more, a little less each time. So I think... The best place to start off is with match week six. And we got to talk about Hattrick Bamford in Leeds. Wow. Like, what is the Premier League? Liverpool lose to Aston Villa. Aston Villa is top of the league. Next thing you know, they get blown out by Leeds. What is this Premier League? No team in the first six matches. This is a great stat. Uh, it's the first time ever in the Premier League where every team in the Premier League has at least one loss. Shout out the Invincibles. Mm. That still is that's still strong. But, Martin, uh it's just crazy this season already. I don't really want to talk about the match itself or Banford. Congrats to him because he had a lot of doubters back when he was in the championship. But this Premier League season, I mean, it was kind of like the pinnacle of like I passed the Villas favorites. I think we both picked in the beat leads, and we're just like, uh, who know Like, you can't pick a game this year, even if it is a top six side. Like, it, it's just chaos.
1: Yeah, and and I was thinking uh, Sunday or uh, Monday when it, this all kind of came to an end and we were done for another week that. For the first time, we're six weeks in, and I, I, we don't have a clear runaway winner. Uh, we don't have a clear runaway leader in points. We don't have a clear runaway team in the best talent that they're putting out on the pitch uh, week in and week out. As, as of now, right now, it's almost like match week zero. We do not know what the fuck is going to happen. And, and in all honesty, uh, we all did our predictions. I know even if you guys uh, are just getting into soccer, you, you're predicting who's going to win uh, the prem at the end of the year. And at this point, I do not feel confident picking a single fucking team because it's so chaotic, and I, I, I fucking love this. Like, last year, Aston Villa going up against the newly uh, promoted team would have been a uh, pretty bore fest if it was Villa versus um, Norwich. Pretty boring. I mean, Jack and Pookie might have done something. But this shit, this shit's fun. Bamford, call him Bangford because he bangs in them goals, baby. Uh, Villa, I, I was shocked. I thought they had this in the bag. We uh, said this about uh, um, Everton. We said this about fucking uh, Villa. Uh, can they keep this going? And, you know, right here, Leeds answered our question for us. What a game. What a fucking season so far. God bless.
0: I just love Biesla. Like, I just want to see an experiment where he takes, like, I don't know, like a, like a Bayern Munich or someone where they're just... Till the 90th minute, they are just still banging goals, running 90 miles per hour. He works his dogs <laughs> yeah. so yeah. hard. And it is like commendable. And it obviously will pay off in like some of these matches. And I do see leads um, in the top 10 at the end of the season um so far based on what i've seen because they will not stop what they're doing they're sticking to their system and i love it but i don't i wonder later in the season or during boxing the the boxing day christmas schedule will the players start feeling fatigue but goddamn Biesla, i i I was so excited for him to come into the league and now like it's it's just showing merit already
1: yeah last thing I'll, i'll say about this we uh all of last season Really, we read about Viesla. We read about his tactics. If we got lucky, we got to see them in the FA Cup or the uh, Carabao Bullshit Cup. Um, but this is really a chance to just watch this this genius of a manager take a Leeds team in and not just tactically work them, but physically work other teams to death. And, and it's incredibly commendable. And, and like you said, who knows if they will be able to keep this up over 38 games of the season. That's why winning the Prem is so challenging, obviously. Uh, but uh, so far, so fucking good. They remind me of Sheffield United of last year. And this season, this season would be the fucking season to do it as a Leeds United fan to uh, go from prom- promoted to champions. Uh, I think this is the only season that a team of uh, newly promotion could actually win the fucking title at the end of the year.
0: Yeah. Um, what a fucking feat that would be. Jesus. Um. <laughs> yeah. Take less um. and shove it. Yeah, just like fucking shove them in their locker. Okay, let's move on to Saturday matchups, and um, I it, all these games were not exactly great, especially Man U Chelsea. I'll start there. Like both oh, yeah. this game sucked, Martin, and as a Man U fan, um, I feel as though you guys at least tried a little bit harder. But for me, watching this, it felt like both teams were playing for a draw. It felt safe especially Chelsea. I felt Chelsea was really playing safe this whole thing. Um, but just horrible. Just like the first half I was putting me to sleep. I remember the two Robbies, my exact thought were like, like they're just not, I just, I hope the second half there is better football out on the pitch the whole time. I'm like, I feel like both these teams were just half asleep, like going through the motions.
1: Yeah. And, and I think you hit the nail on the head there, dude. It was just bore fest. It was two average sides. And, uh, I was watching it, and, and I, I think I commented that it's it's like watching two mid-table teams play each other because it's that, that shitty. And now, talking from the Chelsea side of things, Chelsea seem to have gotten themselves in this little self-imposed rut. Um, and granted, they did blow by Krasnodar uh, yesterday, in the cha- or two days ago in the Champions League, but fuck Krasnodar. Uh, so we'll see if Chelsea will be able to pick themselves up in the coming weeks from now. Um, obviously, they <clears throat> play Southampton uh, this I'm sorry, they uh, played Burnley this weekend. Um, So we'll see if they are able to bounce back here. But I expected a shitload more, both from Chelsea and especially from Manchester United. If you view um, what they did the uh, week before in Paris, if you view what they did to Red Bull Leipzig uh, yesterday um, in Manchester, you just expect so much more from these two teams. And and back in the day, this was a heavy motherfucking hitter matchup. And this was primetime soccer TV Manchester United versus Chelsea on, and this yeah, was... Yeah, I mean, like, sick. 2000,
0: this is, like, after, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s, which was Arsenal versus United, yeah. it transferred over to Chelsea versus United, like, and that was, like, 2005 on, it was just these two clubs beating the shit out of each other. Um, so and that's
1: crazy, it was, because, sorry, go ahead, dude.
0: No, I'm just saying, like, the transfer of power, and to see, like, yeah. you know... Frank Lampard and Oli, when it used to be Sir Alex versus Josie, Mourinho at his prime. You know, it's just seeing these two managers who are, as of late, I mean, they're both I would say above average, but not in like the great category of some people have put them in.
1: No, and I think that's absolutely right. There, I think that both of these teams, um, regardless of uh, the result. Um, are trending in a positive direction where under other managers, they were not necessarily trending in that positive direction. I think that both um, lamps and, and uh, Ollie uh, have really kind of reintroduced the uh, history and, and what it means to play for United and Chelsea respectively, especially giving their own tenure at at each uh, club. Um, So I I do think that in the coming years, this will be a bang up match again. Obviously we have seen some bang up matches uh, against Chelsea, uh, Manchester United uh, beat them 4-0, 3-0 and 2-0 and then lost to them uh, 3-1 uh, last season. So this, I think, was an indicative of a pretty boring weekend. And this was the most boring uh, result. Very safe, like you said. Um, underwhelming. Uh, and it, it wasn't really a, show, a true show of either team's caliber. So pretty disappointing. I, 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 did not, I did not like this match at all. Can we talk about another match, please?
0: yeah I mean I mean, pick your poison. Uh, I don't want to say this was a bad weekend, but it was just a weird weekend, you know, yeah. like um I'll hop over to the West Ham Man City game and then we'll get to Liverpool Sheffield, but again, West Ham in great form, Antonio had that sick bicycle kick, uh man City bringing it back with I think Phil Foden was the score, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, which he I'm pretty sure he came off the bench, correct
1: yeah and and there's been a couple of people questioning Pep's tactics, especially at the Champions League um, over the past six months. And I think this was another game um, where Manchester City, you you expect them to win easily, um, if not a route, at least a comfortable win. And uh, whether it, it be Manchester City's timidness and uh, and new look under Pep Guardiola 4.0, or it's uh, David Moyes's West Ham's rise, um, for whatever reason, these two teams did not produce the fireworks that uh, I thought that they were going to produce. Uh, Manchester City, I thought, was really fucking stupid about their tactics as well as their uh, lineups. And uh, Raheem Sterling obviously had a couple fucking opportunities to put this uh, game to bed. And the opportunities weren't seized upon, so you understand why they're missing Aguero so much.
0: Yeah, I really don't have much to say about this match either, just because it... Kind of put me to sleep as well. I, I don't know. I had a lot of matches this weekend where I was just like, uh, like, losing Excited. interest.
1: Excited. Yeah. Disappointed.
0: Right. Yeah, where, like, you would expect a better game, or at least more goals, as we've been seeing in the Premier League, but I don't know. Maybe Leeds versus Aston Villa set my expectations too high for the weekend, but... <laughs> Um, we can hop over quickly to Liverpool Sheffield in this match this was kind of like Liverpool getting fucked over by VAR a few times and stuff like that they're going through like some refereeing issues obviously they got injury issues which we'll get to later in the Champions League with Fabinho being hurt as well Um, but yeah this is another one where Liverpool kind of held control VAR kind of fucked them over a few times which again like I was fine with it during the match but then Liverpool fans chirping afterwards being like oh it's like dude you won you won the match. <laughs> like it's, it is, it is over. Like you don't have to it's keep okay. complaining. It's okay. Yeah, it's like Var's been fucking his arm. Like guys, you you just won the Premier League. You just won the Champions League the year before. Like like again, like I get it. We were dicking on you for like thirty years or whatever, whatever it is. But like <laughs> you, Deep you won breath, the match. Guys. You won the match against shitty Sheffield United. Um, it's it's definitely okay. Um. I don't know. It was it was it was it was cool seeing that, you know, uh Jota is already like paying dividends for that. I mean, what a great signing to get that, you know, go ahead goal to win the game. But yeah, again, like um not too much to say about this game as well. I mean, in my in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think it, uh two of two of the highlights uh, uh one you already touched on with Diogo Jota. Um I think he has like three goals. Uh, so far this season, he he has really fucking taken into himself in that uh, midfield. So I, I thought that was a fantastic buy and it's proving itself uh, to be so. Uh, another person I want to highlight, Roberto Firmino scored for the first time in like eight months, but we still think he's a phenomenal striker. Um, so I, I, I do think that um, Roberto Firmino is a Drew desk striker where he does so much fucking shit. Um, On the ball, uh, not necessarily scoring goals, but passing, holding up play, um, offering uh, faint runs and real runs, as well as assisting the ever-living shit out of his other two forwards. Um, So it was was good from a Liverpool fan's perspective to get on the score sheet again for Firmino. And, uh, you know, uh, with the injuries, you you kind of expect a shaky back line. But you just got to say, thank God Allison is back, because the step up in quality from Adrian. I I've been resisting saying it for for quite some time. Like I've I've been resisting saying uh Adrian is a shit shit keeper. But holy fuck. Kev, I'm I'm a noose here. I can see clearly now for the first time. Uh Adrian is shit and Allison is is an insanely crucial part of that Liverpool back line.
0: Yeah. I mean why do you think they were so unstoppable with Virgil Van Dyke and Allison? I mean those two were crucial you know i mean like they had to make up for you know you know trent not getting back because of his shitty defensive needs and uh i mean i I would give it to robertson i think he's a better defender than trent i don't think any liverpool fans gonna Mm -hmm. crucify me for that and honestly like i think matt tip is super underrated so it's gonna be cool to see him like going forward and see what he can do so um yeah i i think liverpool fans are you know Injury like Liverpool is injury riddled, and they definitely have several different issues going forward as well. But, um, I feel like they're in a good spot right now, um, uh, at least attack wise, defensively. I think there's still obviously so many questions with now Fabinho out, but all right. Um, also Fulham Crystal Palace happened, Crystal Palace one, two, one. All right, Sunday games, um, Arsenal played a match, Martin. <laughs> oh, Kevin, 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 uh, one nil. One nil loss to the Vardy party, not Thomas Partey. No, it is Jamie Vardy. He defeated us, him, solely him. One nil, and you knew it was coming. I think he has his most goals against the top six is against Arsenal. Um, I believe that. I don't know. Just believe me. Um, It's just like you just saw saw this coming when he came onto the pitch. You're like, yeah, he's going to get a late goal. And I don't know. Arsenal just looked pedestrian. It just felt like, okay, is this? you know my hopeful arsenal has have my am i coming down from my high from the beginning of the season before my preseason predictions or how we started off pretty pretty good and consistent i just feel as though this is the arsenal i may be you know uh in store for the rest of the season
1: i i Kev, it sucks it, it it hurts me to say this it hurts me more than it hurts you but I think that might be the reality of the situation because, Fuck. Um, yeah, I do I know, Kev. I'm sorry. But I, I wanted to say
0: it and not believe it, but it just, it's, you know. It's,
1: it's, it looks like it might be true because on, on Arsenal's day, they are fucking untouchable. And, and, and that, that can be said about all the other um, uh, top six teams with the exception of City and, and uh, um, Liverpool. But on Arsenal's day, under Pep, under uh, Arteta's uh, tutelage, they are untouchable. Some of the attacking football, some of the ticky-tocking football that they play, it, it looks like OG, Arsene Wenger, uh, Arsenal football. And you can see he's learned so much from Pep, and he's learned so much in his playing career. And he's, he has that ability to, uh, to grow younger players like Bakio. Uh, oh, shit, what's his fucking name? Uh, your left-back young guy, Sa- Sacco? Yeah, Mikoyo Sacco. Um, and then he also has the ability to, uh, get other players to commit into longer term contracts. So they will be around this club during this rebuild. So you don't have the jumping in and jumping out like you see at other clubs. And he's, he's really prioritized the defense. He's really prioritized the attack. And I think he's, he's really done uh, smart in the transfer window. With all that being said, Arsenal just looked like Arsenal in some of these matches. And it is so fucking obvious because, once again, um, this is a match that a a title winner, a title contender would win. They'd struggle, but they wouldn't let Jamie Vardy come on where you know the fucking spear of the attack is coming fr- through Jamie Vardy. So, just fucking defend that ever-living piss out of Jamie Vardy. Just allows that defeat to become a reality. And I, I think this was the first game where we saw that old Arsenal slip back in. And I think we'll see it a couple more times this season and... uh I, I just don't understand why uh, it's like this, especially with Aubameyang, a who did just sign that long-term contract, but he has yet to fucking score a goal since then. And I, I think that's some fucking gossip girl reporter fucking shit in me saying that. But it, it's just it, it just reminds me of the arsenal of the old, and it fucking sucks because, like football, it's always more fun when the Eagles and the Cowboys are good. It's never fun when they're bad. It's always more fun when Arsenal is good.
0: Yeah, that was Vardy's 11th goal in 12 league mm. meetings with Arsenal. Mm. And
1: Kevin, uh, Kevin, I'm gonna I know. To Boston and give you a big hug. That is a hell of a stat, Jamie Vardy. Aside, Kevin's not listening, I swear. That's a great fucking stat. Good job, man. Good job, Vardy. Party,
0: anyway. Uh, <laughs> Arsenal, Arsenal are 10th. We are our new home, it used to be fourth. Uh, mm. it is now mid table as we finished eighth last year. Um, could be we'll fixed, see big dog. We'll see. Well, it's just like I know we can't win against the big six, away at least, but I figured like, you know, can we at least win against Leicester? But you know, who am I gonna pick as the better manager? Brendan Rodgers or Mikel Arteta? Ooh. At this at this point, I'm picking Brendan Rodgers.
1: That's right. That's right. And I, I do think Like I said about Chelsea and Manchester United and their fest draw, I'm going to say the same thing here. I think Arteta and Arsenal are trending in a positive direction um, with with the style of play, as with their uh, transfer business and their fucking tactics. And so I I think that if there is one silver fucking cloud uh, that regardless of the result, it's still going in the right direction. Um, With that being said, fucking... Just a huge shout out to Leicester continuing to just fight for their uh, the Prem. And when I say fight, I mean fight for the top eight, top six place in the Prem after winning the uh, Premier League title in 2016 after almost being relegated the season before. I think Leicester is the stereotypical fucking perfect success story.
0: Yeah, and it was the two-year anniversary of their owner uh, passing away as well, which was super sad.
1: They deserve to win. Sorry, Kev sorry i i no longer feel bad for us though like they totally deserve to win
0: yeah i mean god damn it all right let's um (laughs) let's let's move on to everton uh who were top of the table and still are but uh they lost two nil to southampton which you know, Martin, maybe you should have waited six weeks to make ah. your determination because this seemed like a total trap game. Like things were just going ah. way too well for Everton, right?
1: Dude, I, I think uh, that we cursed it. I think that we cursed it by waiting five games and then saying that they're good. The second you utter something into the universe, the universe is going to say no. Um, and, and this is a perfect example of it. I, I think that uh, Everton for the first six games looked untouchable and and looked incredibly consistent. But my, my worry is always with these, and I, I don't mean this as an insult, but a, a lower-level team, um, is can they maintain that consistency? And I, I swear I'm a broken record because these are the games that, if you look back at last year, Liverpool would have won this shit. Um, uh, Manchester City would have won this shit. And I dare say that Leicester had a damn good chance of winning this shit back in 2016 when they won this. And I'm not equating Everton to Leicester, nor am I equating them to the top six. But this is one of those must-win games where you pull those valuable points and get ahead of your opposition. Um, I think it's all tied at the top, and Everton could have fucking extended their points, uh, their, their lead, another two points. And I, I think this is a valuable game that Everton needs to win if they are going to have a chance at challenging for the uh, Prem title. Uh, with that being said, uh, Southampton is a bunch of fucking killers. Uh, Che Adams is no fucking joke. Danny Ings, we all know about him. James Um,
0: Ward-Prowse.
1: James Ward fucking Prowse is an OG motherfucker. I remember sitting- That guy fucks. Yeah, he fucks. He's got great hair. I remember watching a box TV in uh, my upstairs loft in my very old neighborhood uh, and just thinking he was the tits. Guess what? He still is the fucking tits. And, and this team ain't no slouch. Uh, they've, been, they've taken some ass-whoopings like uh, the 9-2 uh, victory by Leicester City, but they've also fucking taken points off of top six teams. And uh, their manager, I, also, I always think his, na- his name is Husseldorf, uh, but it's something more German than that. He's a great fucking manager, and he's really turned the Southampton ship around and made them into a predator in the uh, bottom half of the Prem.
0: Yeah, I just kind of figured... I think I did pick Everton in my mind, but like I should have known this would have been a trap game. And But, I mean, honestly, I think this is the best thing for Everton. Hear me out. Maybe this is the Mm. wake-up call game being like, Mm. hey, we got cocky against Southampton. We can't play like that again. And they'll look back on this on the Premier League winning DVD when they win the season this year and be like, this is where we turned it around.
1: Ooh, I... I actually like that fucking uh, point of view there. I bet you Carlo Ancelotti went into the dressing room afterwards and said, look, boys, asthma in the summer, mittens in the winter, you were soft as hell out there. That is what we aren't going to do. You need to do better. And I swear, if they, if they take that message to heart, and if they fucking look at that performance on, on whatever fucking reviews and uh, big screen TV replays that they do at, in training, and and they see how they played compared to how they played in the first five games, it's night and day difference. And and I think that that might shock them back into uh, playing to, the, to their absolute peak. But on the flip side of things, and, and let's not uh, kid around like this, do we really think that the likes of Aston Villa, Leeds, Everton are all going to remain in the championship talk come May? I really don't think so. Some have to die off. So this might just be reality slowly setting in like some quicksand.
0: Yes. Um, speaking of reality, we have to talk about the reality of the Monday game Spurs versus Burnley one nil. Look at that transition. But uh, Harry Kane and Son are playing on an absolute unreal level right now. Let me read you this stat right now, Martin. Harry Kane and Son combined for twenty nine goals uh, uh, have more uh, have twenty nine goals combined. Uh, together as a duo. Uh, the highest duo is Drogba and Lampard. Kane and Son are in second.
1: Mm. I, I, I think that it just shows you how quality those individuals are. And uh, if you look at the likes of the talent around them that has, has kind of come and uh, ebbed away in waves, like the likes of Lucas, if you, if you look at Deli Ali, if you look at Eric Lamella, um huming son and harry kane have been like joe and obviously the top two players on that tottenham team for the past two years and it it just seems like their chemistry is getting better and better and i I do think that you got to throw some uh credit towards big man jose Mourinho at some point because you know maybe the fuck he was right uh manchester united didn't let him do anything because this season at tottenham he's looking like a different man he is Looking like he has transformed a stumbling Spurs team into something that resembles a title contender, um, because once again they could have very easily drew this game and dropped points. They could have lost this game and dropped even more points. And they put together a scrappy one-zero victory and fucking got it done,
0: um, dude. And- Kane and Son, like, just they're willing games now. That's why I'm loving this, though. Like, the stuff you see from the best players in the world, like where Eden Hazard will will a game at Chelsea to win the match or how Mohamed Salah or Mane, they will go out and will this team to win. And right now, Kane and Son have the reins, and they're like, and mostly Kane, the guy has eight assists, Martin. We've played six games. Is he going to break Henri's assist record? No way. No way. A spur? well, I guess, if, I guess Kevin De Bruyne is tied with him now. I got to say that now, I guess. But what I'm saying is, uh, I, what if he gets 21 assists as a nine?
1: Dude, Ozo almost beat him by Christmas and then couldn't get it over the line. There is no way. We're talking Harry about Kane, Mesut <laughs> There is no way Harry Kane uh, can continue this form of him. I'm incredulous at, at this because we, we talk about this all the time. We say Harry Kane's a poacher. He can score goals. I mean, some people call him a, a tap-in hero, but he can score goals from the six-yard balls. He can score headers. He can score tap-ins. He can score volleys. He can score screamers. He can score worldlies. And now it seems like for the first time, he has really, really added another skill to his repertoire. And part of me really wants to believe that Jose Mourinho has has brought this out on uh, out for him. But his passing game right now, as well as his hold-up play. And his vision to find the streaking runners like Huming Sun, it's just incredible. So uh, I think Harry Kane took all of his fucking haters and said, "Watch this." And uh, right now, I'm putting him up on a pedestal. Uh, at the same time, uh, thanks to Lad Podcast on Instagram, go follow that shit. Uh, I found out Jose Mourinho has a gosh darn Instagram.
0: So god level Instagram. It if is. You
1: just want just happiness. For days and days on end, go follow Jose Mourinho. The man is hilarious. Instagram. It's great. Like, I don't I, like, think it tries to be. It's 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 honestly like watching a baby. It's just innocence and it's beautiful.
0: I just never thought that that would be a must follow. I thought it'd be just boring, horrible shit. But I watched the Amazon documentary. I, I mean, I've been watching mm. Jose Mourinho for like over a decade now. The guy's always been funny, but he's always been kind of a dick. Yeah. Now he's just hilarious. He is just. <laughs> Like, the scene where, like, they're talking shit about him on some punditry, like, Sky Sports show, and he just goes up to the TV while they're talking shit on him and goes, like, shut the fuck up, or, like, just turns it off. Like, he's so funny. He is, like, when West uh, Ham came back against Tottenham, he had a picture of him with all the balls together saying, like, these. Like <laughs> he's so funny, man. I, I just never thought that, like. Uh, but, yeah, go follow at Podcast first. Cause we just posted about him and then you can find mm-hmm. Josie Mourinho. That's the easiest way to get to Josie Mourinho's. If you go follow us first. Anyway. Um, I have nothing else to say besides Kane and son are playing unbelievably. Um, but this now brings me, that's our premier league. weekend recaps are we didn't get the like wolves and Brighton and West Brom apologies, but we have to move on. We have so much more to cover and we're already over a half hour in. So Martin, <laughs> I just want to do a brief champions league recap. Um, what what stuck out stuck out to you? I'm looking at the matches. I'm going over what I saw. Um, I mean, my
1: big thing is Premier League dominance. Um, if you yes, look at, uh, if you look at the Prem, and we all all the Prem boys always talk shit to all the La Liga boys. La Liga boys talk shit right back, and uh, the French boys probably go plant some potatoes. I don't know what they do, but the big topic of the discussion is always. Whose league has the most uh, teams uh, doing well in the competition? And uh, right now, the English Premier League teams, you've got Manchester City, you've got Liverpool, you've got Chelsea, and you've got Manchester United. They have outscored their uh, opponents by 14 goals so far. Every single, um, I think it was 14 to 0, an aggregate score of all the Premier League uh, teams, uh, this uh, group stage games. And it, it just was incredible to see. Manchester United, we got a big old five-star victory against Red Bull Leipzig.
0: Marcus Rashford with yeah, the hat Marcus trick. Marcus
1: Rashford, Hattie, his
0: first Hattie Feeding ever. kids, feeding Leipzig, who's only 11 years old. Shout out to the guy who tweeted that. Well, everyone was tweeting that. But yes, I mean, uh, Marcus Rashford is going to be a politician one day. He's going to be the prime minister. The man cannot. I mean, when I watched the Chelsea match, the whole time like anyone fouled Marcus, I was like, ah, oh, they're going to get death threats. <laughs> they're, oh. they're 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 I, going I, to be they're going to be under it like I was getting pissed I'm like don't you fucking foul him he's a, he's the national treasure he must be protected at all costs
1: for real and I I struggle to think about another um another <laughs> character in in sports who has how oh, truly such an an iconic um image um in terms of how fucking good of a person he is um since Ayrton Senna and and
0: Formula One but that's neither
1: here nor there. Um, uh, Marcus. You find Rafferty. a
0: way to bring up Formula One every pot. I feel like. And I, love it. But it, did you, I you,
1: love it. I fucking <laughs> love like, it. I know.
0: Right. I know. And I just started watching Top Gear and Grand Tour. But yes. like, I'm, I'm starting get to get on the Formula one. No, yeah. but like, I yes. just you're, you're amazing. You're just amazing, it's, Martin. I don't know how you do it.
1: <laughs> it's, it's literally because I have two main thoughts like running down a highway in my mind 24-7 365. Uh, Formula 1 and soccer Uh, That shit, I live, breathe, and sleep Uh, Gabe and I, my brother and I Were talking uh, the other day And uh, we were talking about some of the first matches And first uh, Formula 1 races That we remembered And I I just remembered when we were talking about uh, The Manchester United And Chelsea's of the old um, And how uh, Gabe and I got to grow up Watching uh, the Giants Of football battle it out and how we got to choose those two, John. So always got to connect my soccer to my family one because that's all I fucking got. But back to the real soccer, Kev. Uh, 5-0, Manchester United, Hattie Hero, Rashi. You got Chelsea's ass whooping of Candicear. I believe Manchester City displaced Marseille, and uh, Liverpool fucking dismantled Midgetland. I have no idea how to say that. I know we lost to them in the uh, um, Europa Europa League a couple years back. Yeah, so uh, good on every single uh English Premier League team. I love hmm. when the English Premier League team looks good.
0: This is because Arsenal's not here, isn't it?
1: Nor is Tottenham. So uh well done boys.
0: Yes. Um and that that was league. <laughs> um also also Real Madrid almost lost to uh Gladbach. Ooh. That was pretty wild. Um, one
1: point to- total though. Do they go
0: through? Uh ooh
1: that's my question. That is my one question of the Champions League. They have one point after two games. Do they go through group stage?
0: Is Zidane not the same without Ronaldo? People are asking, even though he just won the La Liga title. I fucking hate people. <laughs> like, <laughs> is Zidane washed up? It's like, dude, he dude, no. Are you look, talking about the- look? History isn't done. We can't dude, forget about everything. Dude, can I can I get on my soapbox real quick? Please step right up, young man. All right. I fucking hate Real Madrid fans. And I love <laughs> Real Madrid, the club. And I hate the fans because they make me not want to like the club. Because Gareth Bale did so much for the club and he is just hated. He is revolted. <laughs> he wanted to get him kicked out so much. A guy who scored in Champions League finals and did... If you look at his actual stats for Real Madrid, they are ridiculous. I mean, bar injury, obviously. but And then like Zidane, the guy who won... What is it? Three champions in the road, the only manager to ever do that. Um, I don't even know if there's a manager who won back to back. Um mm. off the top off the top of my head. Um but I I just don't understand where they like fired Zidane, they brought him back, and like I just don't underst like they're just I guess there's just a certain like uh pedigree, you gotta reach a certain um like Real Madrid kinda has a standard and if you don't meet that standard you need to get oh, out. But like at the same time like i saw all these people posting like Zidane can't do it it's like dude no like he is still an excellent manager he just won la liga like i just, uh, I just I'm, yeah. I'm off my soapbox i just don't i just don't get it
1: dude i i'm totally with you and just the atrocities of the madrid like there's some of the like hardcore um fans in sports where uh if you do not agree with madrid if you do not follow the madrid way you're just fucking ostracized and and part of me understands that because part of me loves uh the closed door institutions of of the true fucking uh just crazy fans and and part of me the romantic television show part of me loves that side of football but the other part of me realizes that holy shit guys like you have you have to look at the context of what these people have done for this club continue to do for this club especially uh people like um like uh, Zinedine Zidane. Like, you cannot abandon this man. This man literally has just won you a, a, a league title. And might I remind you, uh, now, as I step up onto the top of the soapbox, might I remind you, Madrid has tried two other managers. They have tried Lupagati, and they have tried uh, uh, Salori. Um, and it failed miserably. Zinedine Zidane in Almost every single season that he has coached for Madrid has won them some type of silverware. Not many managers can say that shit. I still put Zinedine Zidane in my top echelon of current managers right now.
0: Yeah, and I feel like he's never talked about. And I I just I agree I agree there, but that might be because like, I of- want like, am I fucking nuts that I want to say he's underrated? How can I say Ooh. that about a manager who won three Champions League in a row? I can't, Martin, because that makes no fucking sense. Alright, I'm I'm off I'm off my soapbox. I'm done. I can't I, I get I'm too curious. heated about this.
1: I'm curious about your soap opera uh soap opera. Soapbox. <laughs> I'd subscribe to your soapbox. Kevin's weekly soapbox.
0: Yeah, dude. That's like uh I went on the EPL boys uh podcast and I got on my soapbox because I talked to mad shit about the Scottish Premier League. Uh Ooh. cause someone like uh this has been a, a big ongoing topic in the, uh, the discord channel, which again, if you want to join our chat room, it's a labs chat room. It's a great time. Lots of cool guys get to meet some new internet friends and talk soccer and all sorts of stuff. Um, but I was featured on the EPL boys, which you should go subscribe to great friends of the show, JD and Logan. Um, but they got a fan question, which is like, are you guys going to be watching old firm this weekend, which was, I guess last weekend or two weekends ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, fuck no, I don't give a fuck about the Rangers and Celtic. like, Again, I do not get why they are so so hyped up. I don't get like the obsession with them. I don't understand it at all. They're not good. They are shit. And the weird like obsession with them just bothers me for no reason. Like I just think it's weird how much people obsess over the old firm, which all I can think of is like I just think about the players that came from Celtic and Rangers and went to good mm-hmm. leagues. Where, like, mm. Celtic will go play. Mm. For some reason, they get to go on, like, the International Champions Cu- League Cup or whatever. Come over to America to play Real Madrid and get shithoused by their C-Squad. Like, mm. Martin, I just, I don't get old firm. I don't get the obsession. Our, our friend Neil of the show sent me, like, a, a a Vice video, which was, like, a mini documentary. Like, 45 minutes, what mm. I still haven't watched. Talking about the I've history. Seen that. Of, I've seen that. It, I, it, it, I, I, it, it's good. I heard it's good. I haven't watched it, yet.
1: It, it's good, but I, I'm not the same like of you. And I'm, I'm going to take this shit a step further. And uh, good. Really sum, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really cement my fucking grave here. At the end of the day, I'm not a fan of regular football. I am not a fan of regular soccer. I am a fan of top echelon fucking soccer. There is a good fucking reason I do not watch the MOS. There is a great fucking reason I do not watch uh literally any u.s men's national or u.s women's national team uh soccer play i watch england fucking soccer because that's top echelon to me i watch the champions league because that's top echelon there's a reason i don't watch australian fucking soccer because i don't care if you have had the most historical of kangaroo derbies in your own lifetime i don't give a shit about that because you're not that good at soccer i think for me to be interested At the end of the day, there has to be some goddamn good soccer being played. And I'm sorry to say this. There might be a hit out on me. Good luck fucking finding me. Um, But you're the fucking booties. (laughs) Yeah, Rangers versus Celtics is not good fucking football. Cool history, for sure. Lots of violent fandoms, for sure. Would I partake? For fucking sure. Will I watch shit soccer? No, I will not. That's that's another thing, like
0: like that's another thing like i'm just be idolizing violence weird <laughs> like uh, I, i'm just I'm like, like well i i know you do um, <laughs> um as we are a violent type of guys but what i'm saying is i just would if you're saying like Oh, you gonna watch old firm and be like no nah, i'm gonna fucking watch burnley west brom played no no better it's still better dude i i <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry to break watch sean dyche put on a master class of 11 behind <laughs> the box <laughs> sorry i All don't right. want
1: to watch some fucking peewee football in scotland Jesus like Christ, that, go that like,
0: ba- i don't want to watch that shit housery of the bald guy who they make memes about on celtic who's like a celtic legend who's he, he's never left the club for 14 years because he's shit <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Cause i will fucking die on this hill dude there's a reason Ugh. you're still at celtic because you can't fucking progress there's a reason celtic sometimes gets into the champions league because they're not that good
0: yeah you and, know what we'll, we'll take virgil van dyke we'll take tyranny that's fine like i don't yeah. i don't give a fuck
1: <laughs> yeah all right fun being a filler fucking league good job yeah.
0: guys you're you're the fucking southampton to Liverpool. you're the you know
1: <laughs> i think we have successfully alienated
0: a, from, a very
1: large geo.
0: Oh, God. The, D, the, the DMs you'll receive tomorrow. I am pumped. All right. Let's move on. Let's do our weekend predictions. I'm glad we talked about it because it's been a big topic in the Discord, which, again, if you want to join, send me the link. Or if you want to send me death threats, check out our <laughs> check out our Instagram or Twitter. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm laughing too much. All right. Let's do our weekend predictions. We'll do what we did last time, Martin. We'll go three, two, one. pick our predictions, and then we're going to do fan questions. Are you ready?
1: All right. Fucking hit it, boy!
0: All right, Crystal Palace, Wolves, three, two, one. Crystal Palace.
1: Crystal.
0: Yeah, okay. we're okay. one for one. We're one for one. I feel as though Crystal Palace is playing the hot hand. They've been decently consistent. I mean, I think they did get blown out by Chelsea four nil or somebody. Um, but besides that, I mean, they've been pretty playing decent football, and Wolves kind of feel like a shell of themselves right now.
1: Yeah, um, I'm I'm definitely gonna hammer home that uh, Wolves point. Uh, it feels that Nuno Santos has gambled and lost his turn, the Wolves squad, into Portugal national team because they are not the same team that they were last year. And uh, so I got to go good with the hothead. Yeah, it's still good for sure. But not just like giant killers, not you expect Wolves to have a fun game every single match. Um, and it's been evident from their results so far. Um, so I going to go with uh, true and tested so far in the prem. Going with a hot hand too. Crystal Palace, my boy Will Fried, never should have sold him.
0: All right, let's go to Saturday. Man City, Sheffield. Three, two, one. Man City
1: draw. Ooh, can oh. I do a draw on high stakes? Like if, if the stakes a are high, a high stakes I...
0: draw. Yeah, yeah I if... wonder what the. I wonder what the. Uh, I don't have my betting app on me. Uh, I wonder what the odds are for a draw in this. I would say probably like plus six hundred.
1: Plus eight hundred. I was gonna go fucking four hundred just because of the, just because of the optics that Manchester City is running on right now.
0: Yeah, it's probably Sheffield to win would probably be in the plus six plus eight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Draw probably around plus four, like you're saying. All right, Chelsea, Burnley, three, two, one. I'm going Chelsea. Chelsea,
1: yeah, got it. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go out on limb. Uh, Be be big and bold, young flower uh kappa keeps <laughs> uh mendy keeps another fucking clean sheet
0: yeah dude i know your brother uh has been fucking chirping at you to bring up mendy on the pod but he's great he's 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 exceeded expectations already he has like four clean sheets and five matches like well done yeah
1: kevin and i were talking about him for a good like 10 minutes before the pod so some of this is some rehash material so forgive us if it's sounds stale but anyone at this point would have been an upgrade over uh, Kepa Ericka Uh I just think Mendy, and Kevin and I agreed on, on this, like we really did not know a lot about him. Um, we knew that he was coming in from the French League. We knew he was 28 years old. Um, but if you're like us, uh, EPO is religion, and, and EPO is what you watch. Uh, so I don't think I knew a lot about him at all. And, and just to see his uh, introduction into the Prem, it's fucking crazy he he has kept i think he's kept a clean sheet in every single game that he started and uh it's it's really fucking funny to see chelsea with an actually a debt keeper in their fucking sticks
0: mm. all right liverpool versus west ham three two one liverpool,
1: liverpool.
0: yeah west yeah. ham's luck's gotta run out I mean, I've yeah. been loving, I think they've been doing great since the beginning of the season, but, like, to draw Man City, which felt unlikely, I feel like this is a shit-bumping. I feel like Liverpool, like, un, I mean, I feel like Liverpool might give up a dumb goal because the defense is shaky mm-hmm. right now, but I still think it's, like, a 3-1 affair. It's not even close. Sorry, yeah. sorry sorry, to our friend Brian of the show, too. I just had to say that. But, yeah.
1: I, I, I gotta be on the same page there. I think that this is one of those trap games um, for West Ham. If you still think uh, the Hammers are going to challenge for the title, you maybe expect to draw. Uh, I just don't think that's going to be realistic Uh, between Salah and and Mane, uh, as well as Henderson up top. I'm sorry, not Henderson. Fuck that average ass midfielder. Um, as well as Firmino, up <laughs> <Pop>. Uh
0: <laughs> Sorry. You had to get that, that little dick, didn't you? God, you, you really just, you just <laughs> love like, just, like, getting the blood boiling of Liverpool fans by saying Hendo's average. That's so funny.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because y'all won the league. I got, I got to fucking survive somehow. Um, but I, I just think that um, the attack and, and just the, um, the experience of Liverpool will, will overwhelm the Hammers. Uh, and like you said, I, I think that they will let in a stupid goal. They may even let in the first goal, uh, but I think just that experience will end up winning that day. And Kev, to be honest, like, are we really thinking David Moyes can beat Liverpool? Are we at that point?
0: Mm, no. Okay. Um, next game Sunday slate. We got Villa versus Southampton. Three, two, mm. one. Villa, baby. Ooh, I think this is a bounce back game for Villa. They got embarrassed by Leeds. Southampton's feeling themselves right now. If anything, I feel like this will be a draw because I feel like both, that, both of those will cancel each other out. But I feel like I still lean toward Villa. See,
1: Kevin and I talk about uh, our typical betting behavior. And we always talk about betting on someone that has a, uh, a, a long loss streak because at some point that luck's got to change.
0: It's got to um, hit.
1: It's got to it's got fucking hit. This is kind of the opposite scenario. I think this is the start of a long downhill turn for the Villa fans. Um, sorry, Paul. Uh, I think that this is going to be kind of the realism setting in for Aston Villa that uh, maybe that they're not top six material. And I think Southampton is good enough, like we said earlier in the pod, to uh, get a result out of uh, Aston Villa. So I'm going to stick with my guns. A little bit of realism sets in for Aston Villa southampton goes on a little streaky streak of their own until crushing reality hits them too i'm a pessimistic y'all i got a root for fucking bad behavior
0: okay we'll move on to everton newcastle interesting maybe uh, okay <laughs> three two one everton uh, uh i don't feel uh, good saying it though i don't feel good saying it
1: i want to say a draw but i can't i can't say a draw twice uh just for kicks, I'm going to Newcastle. All same right. reason, same reason as Villa, though. So, like I, I, think it's uh, uh, a a complete mirror set. I think that we we kind of realize that you know teams are the teams that we think they are. Again.
0: Okay, Martin. This is the most important matchup of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the Lads' Derby, Manchester <laughs> United versus arsenal your team versus mine my gunners versus your red devils three two one arsenal baby arsenal. get the fuck out of it oh oh i thought you're gonna say man you and we could chirp each other about it you really think we're gonna beat you guys like it's a it's an fa cup final or you all these jobs on the line you don't think you'll win uh
1: all right so i can't really say why i'm picking arsenal but it has to do with superstitions about my
0: you're (laughs) chasing me you bitch
1: (laughs) so so with that being said i think this will be a very fun game to watch um i I think this is going to be a lot looser than uh the chelsea manchester united uh game was um but right now right here I'm, i'm gonna pick arsenal
0: all right well i don't want to talk too much about the game we're gonna do this is because we're doing rapid fire i don't want to take away from the other matches but i do think it, it will it will not be a nil nil draw i think that's fair yes, enough sir. to say all right yes, uh spurs brighton three two one spurs, spurs. yeah, yeah. and Son are just too fucking good all right monday matches we will go through them fulham west brom uh <laughs> gross Ooh. um Ooh. Uh, have you been seeing that thing in England where they got to pay fourteen ninety nine dollars for matches? <laughs> like pounds?
1: Yeah, that's so shit. That's so fucking Dude, shit.
0: Yeah, but I mean, we shit on Peacock, which rightfully so, uh-huh. like, like the paywalls. At least we're not England who put serious. You got to pay like 14 for like, uh, fuck, what was that one match the other day?
1: It, it was a horrible match. It was, I, oh, it was, was it versus... Was, um, it was a horrible fucking no, match. No, I think it was, it was Colum Colum right in west Brighton? Brom. It might have been. I I just remember seeing that match uh, and having absolutely not no Prayers to so
0: our English friends. God, that sucks.
1: Yeah, we think our cable networks are bad. Trying to literally dig every last dime out of our pockets. Sky like, Sports and all that—they
0: are—they are evil. Okay. And, um, um, and then the last match of the weekend, Monday. Uh, oh, did we pick a team hmm? for Fulham? West Brom. I don't. I. Uh, and, I don't know. Uh, Fulham's no, bad. And West Brom's not great. I'll pick West Brom. I think they're better than Fulham.
1: I'm going with my West Brom Albions.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Got to go with them until they win a game. Let's go Tony Pulis's ghost.
0: Uh, honestly, next to Chelsea Arsenal, this might be the low-key, most underrated match of Match Week 7. Leeds, Leicester. Three, Ooh. two, one. Leeds nice. upset. I'm Woo! picking Leeds, dude. Biesla, I'm riding the Biesla train. That dude is a fucking monster. I love him, man. Even though, like, Leicester on paper is probably better. I mean, for sure, better. But, like, I just love, I think both these teams are going to literally have cramps at the end of the game. Like, they're going to have to chug water and eat some bananas and some orange slices because they're going to be fucking tired.
1: Ooh. I think, I think this is one of those, uh, games where it is one of those low key fucking fire games of, of the week itself. Um, and I, I just want to double down on that Leicester thing because I really do think that they are, uh, just a, a real quality, a a very quality side that not only grinds out results but produces some stunning results. And uh, I gotta go with the leads have been on a hot streak way too long hand and say that fall has to come, that stunning crash back to reality has to hit us. There some goes point. gravity, yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, Eminem. M says uh, Leeds loses to Leicester, and it's a Jamie Vardy party at the Harvey Barnes, and I indeed a beer. Uh, that's the end of my fucking uh, prediction. Goodness gracious, I'm so fucking cringe. I hate myself. Ugh.
0: Yeah, you should like Anyway, uh, let's do our fan questions. Thanks to everybody who did uh, submit questions for this weekend. You guys are fucking amazing. Uh, we're going to start on our Instagram at Lads Podcast. Go follow us if you would. If not, I I won't know. So the first question <laughs> comes from Raw Football Talk. They say, "What do you think of United? Shit in the Premier League, world beaters in the Champions League." Yeah, I don't. That's such odd behavior, Martin. Like in the Champions League, you guys just show up. I don't. It's it's pretty wild. Like, what do you make of that?
1: Uh, I, I genuinely have no concerns whatsoever. If you look back at uh, the season past, Manchester United was in like thirteenth, fourteenth place up until November. So uh, it seems like we're doing it once again. Uh, last year, uh, people were saying, "Is Manchester United getting relegated?" No, uh, Manchester United will end up in the top six most assuredly. Uh, I think that they're just really fucking shit at starting their Premier League career off. Uh so I, I don't think there's any fucking uh difference between the team with the exception that they suck at the start of the prem and they have done that for the past 4 years.
0: Yeah, I honestly just it's again just chaotic teams. Chelsea chaotic, Man yeah, U, yeah. chaotic. Arsenal kind of just bland. Can chaotically be bland. Chaotically bland. Yeah,
1: like vanilla with some cinnamon in there.
0: Yes, they do it missionary style. Very vanilla. Gets the yeah, job done.
1: They, yeah. Sprinkle some fucking cinnamon. You know. Light may, some candles.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe throw a hand to choke, but they pull back because they're nerve. Ooh. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's right.
0: Uh, yep. Yep. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yep,
1: yep, yep, yep.
0: Uh, the next one is from uh <laughs> Suanne uh H N G. Uh oh, Suanne, she's the one who uh has her own soccer podcast. Uh, she came on the show talking soccer with Suzanne. Hold on. Let me go to her Instagram. I don't want to miss misplug somebody. Uh, miss plug. Miss pl- that's a weird way to say it. Soccer with Susan. Go follow at Soccer of Susan. Uh, thanks again for coming on the show. Shit. Now I lost the question. I got it back. I got it, I got it back, Martin. I, I felt rude. I wanted to make sure I answered the question. Suzanne, thank you. She says, who is most likely to be relegated? Wrong answers only. Oh. Oh, I like Manchester this. United. Man City, but they Ooh. have been relegated, Martin. That's the joke. Can <laughs> They get relegated again. <laughs> <laughs> guns, um,
1: guns all over the place. Uh, ba,
0: ba, ba, ba. Uh,
1: can I also say, with some fucking hint of seriousness, uh, Aston Villa?
0: Ooh, Wolves?
1: Mm mm that's, that's a, I think that's I like a, that, that. That, that,
0: that's a crispy take.
1: That's a, uh, that's a hot and spicy take. I, I it did say wrong. It did.
0: Lips. It did say wrong answers only. But after I said that, I went. Hmm. Ooh,
1: mm. yeah, I like that answer a lot. Uh, Kev, I think uh, we're gonna go with that answer as our collective vote. Thank you, Suzanne. Yes.
0: Thank you, Suzanne. Uh, Chandler Turner Four says, "Will Rashford performances off the field be the best humanitarian act done by players? Uh, I mean, I think it is up there." <laughs> I mean, yeah,
1: shit. I, I mean, I like, there are. Can't
0: re- mm-hmm.
1: I can't recall like, uh, uh, like humanitarian acts done by footballers. If you ask me to name a goal in a World Cup or a Champions League, I can, I can get you there. But I, 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 I must say that prior to about, you know, two years ago, I, I really did not care about uh, players' personal mods at all. Um, and what they did off the pitch, I think Marcus uh, Rashford has, has truly made an extraordinary example of what can be done with the the power of his voice and, and people's voices like him. And, and you've seen how much fucking basic good he has done to the community, and not just uh, Manchester, but in England uh, nationwide. And for the fact uh, of it, he is 22 years old and truly doing as much as he fucking possibly can to do good onto learning
0: sign language and like just hitting up small businesses to see if they can donate. Like the man is just amazing. But, but, um, recognize other players. I'm not going to say which one is better because they're all different causes, but I think like Sadio Mane helping out his hometown in Mm -hmm. Africa and Senegal, uh, what Juan Mata did with like giving up 1% of his uh, uh, pay paycheck paycheck, and he got a bunch of other players to do it and you know the Messi's, Ronaldo's, all the big players, they all have their own charities and they donate but I feel like this one has been, you know, in such a limelight, especially because it is the Premier League. It is Marcus Rashford but again, like um, I definitely think i i I think that's a not a bad question, but I think it's a hard question to be like, who's done more? It's like, well, it's all good, yeah. You know, as it, everyone does more, but I feel like what Marcus is doing is just so commendable for his age and for what he's doing. You know, I'm you know what I'm trying to say, Martin.
1: Yeah, and I think that age is such a huge thing because we 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 obviously know so many athletes uh, trying to extend their influence and and privilege to help <laughs> so many people around the world, but. Uh, for Marcus Rashford to be doing this at at 22 years old, it, it's it's truly impressive, and I, and I'm I'm really fucking proud. Uh, he is on my Manchester United team, and I've said this for the past two years quietly to myself, um, and I, I think that it's it's time to, for this to be said out loud. I, I quite genuinely think Marcus Rashford should be the captain of this Manchester United team for the next 10, 12 years, forever long he is uh, at this club because on the pitch he is a phenomenal fucking uh, winger and, and center forward uh, depending on which position he can play and off the pitch he has demonstrated how much fucking good he can do uh, for people and, and have encouraged other people to do the same uh, so I, I gotta agree it's, 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 it's a great question to show the uh, you know, scope of football that is rarely talked about how, how much good these players are doing Worldwide and in their communities. So I I just want to commend everybody that Kev mentioned, uh, from Mane to Mata, um, then from Ronaldo to Messi to Rashford, and to everybody that has their own individual foundations set up. uh, It it just really fucking shows you how good this, at the end of the day, soccer community really is. And and we always talk about it during the harshest of times, um, like when uh, Leicester City's owner uh, died. Uh, like when Brighton's uh, striker uh, died in the plane crash across um, the Atlantic to England. We talk about how great the soccer community is in the worst of times. How they
0: come together. Yes. Yeah.
1: This is one of those rare times that we really get to relish in showing how great it is. And in a time where, where it really fucking shows how, how great it is. Marcus Rashford and, this might fucking sound awful but marcus rashford is doing more for fucking kids starving fucking kids than the entire british government is doing and if you don't like that i mean fuck you number one uh so commend the fucking kid give him (laughs) go fuck yourself boris johnson you fucking uh,
0: yeah big ape pig man
1: um i uh yeah got off on a tangent but i mean the shit that soccer players I, are doing I, yes. right now is fantastic for. for keep everybody. it up. Keep yeah, keep, keep it going. Doing.
0: Yeah, I just feel as though like 2020 has been such a shitty year, and it just it's a nice light during this yeah. horrible, yeah. horrible time. Um, next question is from Brady. I would he says, what do you think of the current form of the top six? Key takeaways and negatives. Ooh, that's a long question. I'll give you a
1: one sentence answer there, Brady, with a one. Um, I think that there is no way this is going to be the top six that we see in May. I think that, uh, like we've said, um, it's chaotic and it's crazy right now, and and that's the best part about the prem. I don't think that you can take anything worth a grain of salt from the top six right now, positive or negative.
0: Yeah, I just feel as though like Liverpool inconsistent, injury riddled, uh, Man City. Who the fuck knows? They could be the best team in the world one day. The next week, who? the fuck knows Arsenal Chelsea menu Harry Kane and Sonner on it on Spurs I mean with that top six and then you're talking about the rest of the league I mean it's just so like anxiety rilled filled and I love it because so far for the past like decade it's just like one team runs away with it so this feels like much 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 closer okay let's run through our Twitter questions real quick as fast as we can um First one is from our good friend, Ryan LaRosa, at Rye Rock 26 He says, how drunk is Martin on Rashford, and what does he believe United needs to do to help him keep his reason form? Uh, also, would you rather have Raheem, Stor- Raheem Sterling or Pulisic start for you at left wing uh, if you're trying to win just this season? Um, okay, we'll, we'll start with the I – I feel like we've talked enough Rashford. He's awesome, so I don't feel like we need to really – hammer down that point the next question is would you rather have Raheem Sterling or Pulisic for you at left wing um I mean Uh, I mean obviously we have an American bias but I think Raheem Sterling has been well you you're not the highest on Christian but um I feel as though I would take Raheem even though I know a lot of People will probably give me a lot of hate because, oh, he'll miss all these sitters and stuff like that. But if you look at his stats and the way he's performed over the past, like back to Liverpool times, I mean, the guy's been an absolute monster, especially for City. So I'd have to take City. I'd have to take Raheem, no doubt.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that anybody with an IQ fucking north of 90 would agree that you have to take a golden baked bread, not a uh, dough that is still moldable. Uh, Raheem Sterling has proven that he's fucking top class in the prem for over five years now um, for both Liverpool and Manchester City. He's won titles for Manchester City. Um, He's played and played well in the Champions League for Manchester City, and he's played well for uh, the uh, English national team. And that's not to say Christian Pulisic has not achieved anything in his young career, but we have to put our perspective glasses on and see that uh raheem sterling is not just the better player but he is still young enough where there is bounds and bounds potential on uh left still in the tap hopefully for both of these players um so i I just gotta go with a proven baked bread raheem sterling baby
0: all right let's go on to elder emo at extinction bound uh, that's my friend Brian. He's a West Ham fan. Thanks, Brian. Um, would you rather sign as a player for your favorite club, but rarely, rarely get any playing time, or play for and end up as a club legend for a lower league team in either the Championship or League One? Ooh. Let me
1: play some fucking soccer, baby. Hell yeah. Yeah, has, has send I'm me to league? Sunderland.
0: I'm a Sunderland yeah. legend. Oh yeah, in the Stadium of Light. Let's fucking go.
1: Yeah, dude, no doubt about it. Like, I obviously, I I would die. I would love to play even one charity charity match for Manchester United. But if uh, good old Portsmouth FC, David Robinson FC, good old days, uh, came up to me and said, "Hey, we'll pay you five hundred bucks a week to go play uh right back for Portsmouth FC in third division," I'd be like, "Sign me up, pay me two hundred dollars a week. I could care less." I'll play my heart out for y'all. Let me play some fucking soccer professionally, or in any fucking instance, and I'll I'll play for any fucking style club.
0: Doesn't fucking matter. Oh, I get to like get subbed on in like the 89th minute and dead time for Arsenal. Fuck that. No, I don't. <laughs> let's play
1: some fucking soccer, boys. Let's be legends.
0: Yeah. Um. EPL boys, I mentioned them earlier in the pod. They ask, uh, follow them at the EPL boys. They said. Give us your top 5 Premier League wing- wingers in order. Oh god. Yeah. Uh
1: um, Uh you're older. testing my
0: memory. I guess All like right. you got like Salah, Mane. This is not in order. I'm just trying to name some. Um
1: I got it I in guess. order. Okay. All right. I got to go Mane number 1. I got to go Sun number 2. I got to go Ra- Rashford number 3 and I got to go to law number four.
0: Ooh, who's your fifth? I mean, abameyang Is uh, he considered uh, a winger?
1: Not this season. No. Um, sorry, Kev, that was harsh. Um, I I'll throw in. uh I'll throw in Raheem, or yeah, I can't throw in. I can't throw in. I throw in Mape. Raheem or Mape, right now.
0: Oh. Okay. I agree with that. I'm right. Next. <laughs> that was, I just, I just, my brain's shutting off, man. I'm trying to get through it, but no, I like that list. I definitely just knew I wanted to have like Mane one. And yeah. then probably son was a good shout for two. He's on fucking fire. Um, Rashford, unbelievable. Uh, Salah, I feel like you could probably interchange. I don't think there'd be much debate with son over Salah right now, but I feel like there would be some for Rashford versus Salah, but I think it's all personal preference. Um, Ooh. And then fifth, pick I'm your poison.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, last question from the group chat sports podcast. They ask, "Do you call it a hoagie or a sub?" Um, I'm a hoagie uh, guy. Ho- hoagie fest, baby. Wawa.
1: So, all right, interesting. I-, I was gonna say I call it a sub down here, but when I go to Wawa, it's a hoagie.
0: Like Ho- fucking hoagie fest.
1: Wawa. All right. Last fucking thing of the podcast. I was always a Sheets boy until I moved to the north in Philadelphia. And uh, Wawa, quite genuinely, and I mean this in the best possible way, changed my life more than I will ever know. Wawa, I will always try and get back to you. I got to go Hoagie. Fuck.
0: Yeah, I mean, oh, uh, they also ask about Taylor pork versus pork roll or Taylor ham versus pork roll, which is like a weird Jersey PA thing, which I don't think you'll get, Martin uh but i that's like north jersey versus south jersey thing but it's pork roll like fuck off like that's
1: like that's like a weird
0: like new york thing i'm not gonna get into it it's like a weird debate that i don't care about much but like people in jersey and pa like where i'm from like it's like a big hot debate and i'm like if you're gonna debate me about hoagie versus sub that's fine i care about that because wawa but like pork roll versus taylor ham i just taylor ham sounds gross it sounds like it's in a can and like like spam I don't know. Just
1: put it on a biscuit and call it a day. You can't go wrong with ham and a biscuit. Yeah.
0: All right. Take that at the end of this show. (laughs) Um, That's your life advice. Get some fucking ham on your biscuit. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, This is a long one. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, We love you and happy Halloween. I'll be your dream. I'll be your wish. I'll be your fantasy. I'll be your hope, I'll be your love, be everything that you need. I love you, more with every
1: breath, truly, madly, deeply do. I will be strong, I will be faithful, cause I'm counting on a new beginning. certainty that we're surrounded by the compass